Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa, Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. Damn. Marissa. This is Marissa right here. This is the reason why I'm flyer than all you niggas. <laughs> Thanks, too. You understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even got to say shit because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. Yeah. I was so excited all week about coming to the podcast today, and I don't know why. And like, then you forgot everything. I feel like I haven't. What do you mean forgot everything? Like I don't know what you're going to say. Oh, no. I just meant like I was excited to see you guys. I think it was more about me excited to talk to you about the um, Google Doc I created about my birthday that I made that I sent to you. But we'll get into that. Um, hello, it's me, Marissa Mendez. Welcome to Marissa Explains It All. Damn, you know what I used to do and I never do anymore? I don't say like what episode we're on. We don't know. We don't know. So it's like a hundred something in the teens. And um, Joyce is here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it's so funny to me. <laughs> we could workshop some more, but. <laughs> and Prime is here. Wow, you look very disappointed in your, no- in your sound effect. Basically, it's like I'm not even here. Why? It's crooked. Oh, no, that wasn't a cricket. What the fuck was that? It's a porcupine. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I, think- I said pick the strangest no- animal noise you could possibly How find. How the heck did you know that that was a porcupine? <laughs> I, he re- I, don't, I didn't do it. No, but how did you know that that... I didn't. Sound- he just oh, said it oh, and I repeated oh. him. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so that's Joyce's sound. Maybe every week we just choose a different animal and you and I both get surprised. We get to guess what it is. <laughs> That's fun. We've been giving you guys quality content for about three years now, and we want to bring you even more. By subscribing to our Patreon, you'll have access to everything from full videos to spending a day with the gang and riding in a low rider through the streets of L.A. Um, We got tiers for our listeners on a budget, and we got tiers for our big ballers, too, and everyone in between. And even if you don't care about the content and you just want to support us, we would appreciate that, too. So subscribe to us at patreon.com slash M-E-I-A podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash M-E-I-A podcast. So going back to it, we were talking about my birthday last week. Oh my god! And I feel like we're gonna talk about it every single every week. I'm so fucking has. excited about it. So as I was like planning it and putting it all together and like adding to my Amazon list so that I can buy all the floaties and rainbow ice cubes and shit like that, I was like, you know what? I think I want to be surprised at this thing. So I'm gonna set up all the necessary details, all the things I want that I envision for it, and then I'm gonna just put Joyce and Ariella in charge of it. And then I got like she like, literally texted us. She said, "Are oh, you looking for the?" <laughs> oh yes. Wait. Oh. <clears throat> I already told Joyce I'm putting you in charge of my B day planning. I will supply most of the money, but feel free to outsource to everyone I know. Lol. Yep. I also created a Google Doc, an Amazon shopping list, and a mood board because I am psycho. <laughs> and I sent you both the Google Doc link. So in this Google document, I have. An idea of what my theme I want. Yeah, you can open it. I want of my theme, which I think I said Candyland meets unicorns meets strawberry shortcake. I think that's what I said the theme was. And then I had a budget. And because I'm paying for the house and I'm paying for most of the decor, that's how I was saying, like, the homies have to chip in. Like, they're not paying for anything. There is no birthday dinner or anything. 
and no one's paying to sleep there or anything like that. So they're going to pitch in for liquor and shit like that. And so then I also created the guest list. I added asterisks so that they know who's sleeping over and who's not. I added a list of all my favorite things so they could just work with it. Like I put like Nova, Thai dollar sign, penne vodka with chicken. Penne vodka? <laughs> just miscellaneous things, whether they want to plan the menus Marissa's or- birthday, 726 to 728. Yep. The budget's good. Yeah, fifteen ah. fifteen hundred is what I put for the book because this is real. Essentially, fifteen hundred is really just for like activities and decor because everyone I'm telling them bring your own liquor. Wait, I can do this. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm, it's literally, and then I created a mood board of like sixty photos that I just take screenshots of things, and so that they have an idea of like what I want it to look like, and just this. I mean, but they know anyway. They know me. Oh my god, things I love making lists. I <laughs> for activity Banana ideas. Banana pudding, you guys. Bacon mac. <laughs> Applebee's dip set. Wait, 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 I wait. was literally just Baby trying to give. Babysitter's Club, Beetlejuice, Vince Vaughn, Backstreet Boys, Tequila, Henny Edibles, Heartbreak Gang, Hot 97. We didn't even go to the beginning of the list, though. Nova, Ty Dolla Sign, Guap Dad, New Jersey, Dolla Making Sign. Things, Peeps, Themes, Pizza, French Toast, Cereal. Yeah, you know, just giving you guys a range of things I like, whether they're people, activities, logos you know there's just there's such a wide range of things that you can do she with has this. phone numbers and contacts of oh. other people that i should contact to solicit for money and she has or, don't ask this person for money it's not it's not it's not to solicit for money it's to help with planning or ideas or like any other Soliciting elements that you want yeah okay next. so i put like melissa already said she's donating so you could feel free to ask her for money for Danielle and Carol, whose numbers I provided, I said, don't ask them for money because they're flying out here, so you're not going to make them pay. Oh, I made that. the sleepover list. I mean, you knew you that your already. brother didn't. <laughs> yeah, and my mom and brother think they're sleeping over, but oh, they're not invited. There's only five bedrooms and, like, four air mattresses. They're not part of that. And, like, two couches. All righty. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I'm excited. I know. It's going to be. I feel like this is really camp. It is. Oh, mm. wow. There's a theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, and that actually goes with a picture I screenshot it today that I meant to send to the movie. Wait, mood I'm board. so fucking excited. I need to like take a couple days off of work. For what? <laughs> Plan it. <laughs> it's in three months, bro. Actually, we could say it's in the month after next now. July. It's you still guys, the end how of July. is it already fucking what's the month? May? It's gonna be know. May. Yes. No. Um, today, Time Hop told me it is the five year. 24, okay, 2014, right? So yeah, five year anniversary of one time I was visiting LA and I was here with uh, Drewski and Cypher Sounds and I think enough for the week. And it was the last day of that week and then I was meeting them in Vegas that night, but they went early, so I had a day to drive around. I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. This was the time I rented the Jeep and then like I drove down by Slauson. I was just driving to locations that like, I've heard in rap songs. And that's when I went by like Nipsey's area, Slauson Swap Meet and all that stuff. And so my favorite, nope, I'm not gonna say that. My favorite person texted me, I almost used the wrong, uh, is it an adjective? No, noun? noun, noun, I almost used the wrong noun. My favorite person texted me while I was driving around and he was like, pull up to the crib, I'm trying to see you. And so you know what that kind of text was. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I, in hindsight, I don't know how I did it, but I I was at Karen Civil's house, actually. She lived in downtown LA at the time. I left her crib. I drove over to the supermarket that was there. It's like a big one downtown. I don't need, I feel like- The I, Grand Central Market? Yeah, probably, one of those. I ran in, I grabbed a razor, 
I went back in my car. I shaved my vagina on the streets of downtown LA in a Jeep. Mm. I have no idea how I did that. Like I'm thinking about it now. Like I literally don't know how I did it. And then I kept the razor in my pocket because I knew it wasn't a sufficient job. And I pulled up to his mansion on top of like some big ass hill on sunset or something. And I went in there and then I asked to go to the bathroom and it was like the high techest bathroom in the world. Just like another thing that I almost gave away. Um, high tech as hell. So I couldn't figure out how to close the door, how to turn on the lights, do all this. Oh, hey mom. Bye. Um, couldn't figure out how to do all that shit. Finally figured it out. Finished shaving my vagina in his fancy bathroom. Oh my! <laughs> I did it over the toilet, just you know, because it's like the, the little, the hair. The little <laughs> mind you, this is what guy girls do for you, stupid <laughs> motherfuckers. Mind you, I did it so quick because I didn't want him to be like, "What the <laughs> fuck is she doing in there?" I probably did the worst fucking hack job in the world, and it's a dry one, so you know that's like not Ow. ideal to like shave your oh, vagine dry. Hell no. Then I fucked him. He was hit. He had a bottle of Dom in his hand, Ow. and we were in the upstairs. And so we were overlooking his pool, which overlooks like all of Hollywood because it was up on like a, or whatever area that is because it was up on a hill on Sunset or whatever. And so like it was the bossest shit ever to be getting hit from the back with by yes. this man that was drinking a bottle of Dom, and it was like it was just so player. And then I left. And I played his music all the way. I drove to Las Vegas from his house. I stopped at a gas station and I got like five of those like energy stupid things. None of them worked, by the oh way. Oh my God. And I drove my ass to Las like Vegas. like a cocktail. <laughs> I didn't drink any of his Dom though. He was just drinking the Dom. Oh my God. I didn't, I didn't drink shit. So um, today is the five year anniversary of that. So. <laughs> Iconic day in history. But now my life is so boring. Like, it's so boring that last night Dipperstein Aww. called me up and asked me if I'm dating my dog. I'm like, that's, that's where my life is now. And I said, yes. Well, back to your previous story. One time, Eliza dyed my hair pink in a Target parking lot. Really? <laughs> Were you guys going through something? Because I had to be something? somewhere. Okay. Then I see, see, my hair was orange because first she tried to dye my hair blonde, but she accidentally turned it orange. And I was like, Aliza, I can't have fucking orange hair. I'm supposed to go to dinner with people tonight. Uh-huh. So she's like, okay, let's just dye it pink to make up for the fact that it's orange. And I was like, all right. But I didn't really have time because I had it to be somewhere. So the hair dye usually has to sit in your hair for what, like 45 minutes? And then you have to wash it out? And then you have to wash it out. So I knew that that was the exact amount of time that I'd be sitting in traffic. So I was like, Aliza, just put it in my hair in the parking lot. And we'll just wrap it up so that when I get home, I can just hop in the shower and then my hair will be pink. Okay. It works. Okay. See, I because I don't like to be late, guys. I'm very punctual. You are a punctual person. Except today I walked in here. Marissa was here before me. I know. it was. It's a big day. It's because I had shit to do all day. So I've already been out and about. And then I actually was filming like down the street. And I it was too large of a gap to come here in between. So I went home, sat there for an hour, stared at Nova. He stared back. And then I got back in my car and came here. So fun times, Marissa. I know. Sensational. Thank you. Um, we actually have things to talk about today, which is rare because sometimes we have nothing to talk about, but I really want to talk about Joyner Lucas and how I think he is an opportunistic fake person. I feel like we've spoken about him once before on this show, but why? He defended, you know, he def- 
He defended R. Kelly. Yeah, Why? Because he's fucking stupid. So is Junior Lucas a singer or a rapper? A rapper, a rapper. only. Mm-hmm. He, has a, he has a singer name, right? Can we agree? He has like a whack name. It just sounds like he's a singer. Okay, so he's a rapper. I mean, I know he raps, but I didn't know if he did both. Um, he put out a song today and he's like trending and shit. But like this seems to be his M.O. Like the song is about... Oh, can we trade R. Kelly and get back so and so? Can we trade in Eric Holder and get Eric Wright? Trade in Zimmerman. Let's get Trayvon back. Like it's I just, feel like that's kind of weird to like speak about, like to use. The, I know everything. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear the song, and I don't really know what you're. Talking I mean, the about. song is actually fairly decent. It's called uh, "Devil's Work," and, and he's in a church, and it's just showing like, you know the casket thingy with the flower thing and he's putting everyone's picture as he's saying it and like not only just Nipsey's but he's putting R. Kelly's picture as if he died too and those type of people but you know in an immediate sense of just this it's just so obvious too like just a few months ago in January when the R. Kelly documentary dropped and everybody was tweeting about fuck R. Kelly he goes on Twitter and he's like hey R. Kelly I know everyone's against you right now don't 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 kill yourself like I'd be sad I still fuck with you or whatever he gets all this backlash and then of course he walks it right back like well I didn't even see the documentary so I probably shouldn't have spoke blah 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 exactly no because he just he thought he was gonna get a bunch of people behind him because he probably was in a studio with the homies and they're probably all like yeah bro we still fuck with r kelly too nah it's probably hella people that still fuck with r kelly and he's like you know what let me get on that wave too and tweeted it really thought he'd have some supporters and didn't but what an asshole thing to think right but i mean what like what even still if he was trying to do it to like get clout or whatever like even still like why would you think that he i mean and then like his his big video that he had gotten uh, nominated for a Grammy for this year was the I'm Not Racist video. And I know that was very a, a very polarizing video. I'm not exactly remembering what happened in it, but I just know it was like an intense message, an intense video. And uh, I think it was like someone talking to someone else in the video, right? Okay, yeah, black and white person going back and forth. And he did another one too. I think he did like an advocacy for drunk driving. What about the suicide one? Yeah, one of those. Like, it's literally like, hey, let me figure out what cause that a lot of people are behind so I can come become the advocate for that. And like, I, I, he could genuinely be behind all these causes, but I sincerely do not get that vibe from him. It just feels so much like. These are waves that are going to make me popular, going to make people talk about it and make everyone support me because I'm a good human being that supports important causes. So everyone's going to get behind me. And I'll never fucking forget. I really feel like, and I think it's this that makes me feel like he's the bandwagon person is, and I think I said this during the R. Kelly conversation that we had about him in January. I will never forget when Cameron came at Karen Civil a couple years ago and it seemed like it was going to be a fuck Karen civil party and cancel culture was going to get her out of here. He could not fucking wait to jump on Twitter and be like, fuck Karen civil. She took my money and she didn't do what she was supposed to or whatever the fuck. And the Cameron shit lasted like a fucking day and, and was over and people were still riding with Karen. And here comes him walking back to comments a couple days later. Like, Oh nah, it's good. It's good. It's good with me and Karen. Like, you thought you had a wave to ride and like you probably did have a little beef for her and you were just so ready like okay great everyone's canceling her my turn my turn my turn like you never said nothing before whenever you had whatever issue you allegedly had with karen but okay so do you think though that to an extent like he is a celebrity but it's kind of what everybody does like 
not everybody, but so many people care about something for like a minute and they'll put a tweet like RIP, blah, 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 or, oh, prayers for so-and-so or whatever. And then next minute they're kind of over it too. I don't know if it's him being over. I honestly think it's him riding a wave because you obviously have been mad at Karen when you tweeted that. No, 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 not that. I'm saying uh, Joyner Lucas. I know. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's who tweeted about Karen. Oh, gotcha. Who do you think I meant? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I really think he's just... (laughs) Um, I really think he just sees pockets of opportunity. No one else is talking about drunk driving. No one else is talking about suicide. No one else is saying, fuck Eric Holder when, well, in a song, because as a community, we're all like, fuck Eric Holder. That's the guy that killed Nipsey. I mean, I knew that. Um, well, actually, for you guys that don't, that don't know, that's the guy that killed Nipsey. Huh? Whose manager's right there? Who? Nipsey's dude? Cool. Hey, Nipsey's manager. Oh, he designed the billboards that just went up for Nipsey Hustle. That is so fucking cool. Hello, Jorge. Uh, I went to first grade with a guy named Jorge, and when we would make fun of him, we would call him Jorge. And uh, <laughs> that was the perfect sound at the writing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I honestly just think Joyner Lucas is like a rave riding dick rider, and I don't take any. I don't like anything that he says, but. Um, yeah, but the song's good. I implore you to listen to the song, I guess. But that would be supporting. I mean, whatever. It's so crazy. He's trying to make a living. Days, like, yeah, you yeah. can really avoid music that you don't want to listen yeah. to. I saw your t- your thing. It, it's so crazy. So somebody tweeted and they were like, can you believe that Old Town Road is the number one song followed by me by Taylor Swift? And I was like, what the fuck is me by Taylor Swift? I've I didn't even know Taylor Swift still made music, to be honest. Yeah. First of all, I have not heard a Taylor Swift song in I don't even know how long because I can just avoid it. Me too. And then the, the fact that that's the second biggest song in the country and I had no idea. And then even like the top charting like hip hop songs, like I don't even know them either. Like I, you, I really just listen to the things that I want I to listen to. Yeah. And like that's what we've talked about before here too. It's like we literally pick and choose like what we... Uh, uh expose ourselves to and like i think that's why it irritates me so much when i see tweets like i'm just using him as an example because i used to argue with people all the time oh what the fuck's uh machine gun kelly doing anymore like he's irrelevant now it's like no 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 no. you're just not paying attention that man put out an album and a movie and a this and a that and i haven't seen those tweets as of late but like a couple years ago i used to see that and i you know me is like that's my friend don't do that you know i fucking had to be ambassador (laughs) um but you know and it just always annoys me when people say shit like that because it's like you're just not looking and your timeline may not be saying it but that doesn't mean this person is not popular and working and thriving and shit like that and it's literally like that's like you know like we've talked about before it's scary how social media like we can legitimately just choose and you know we're following our friends our friends typically have common interests so they're tweeting about the same for the most part, I mean, yes, we're going to get put on to a show or a song or something like that, but it's going to be for the most part within our genre or within our typical lane of interest. And, you know, we're not, I I had no idea about the Taylor Swift shit either. The only reason I knew anything about her lately is that I know last night she performed at the Billboard Music Awards. I didn't know that. And apparently it's a big controversy. I had to do it for work, which is why. Um, apparently it's a big controversy because her dance, her performance was very reminiscent of Beyonce's homecoming dance. 
And so Damn. they're calling it Mayo Cella instead of like oh. Beachella. Who's they? Twitter, Black Twitter, okay. and just well, more so the Beehive, I guess, which could encompass every Twitter. Um, and like they were like remixing her songs to like say racist words and shit like that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so apparently she like completely emulated it with a drum line in the Whoa. beginning and with like pink uniforms and shit like that. And okay. she did the. Hand, you know, the I just don't oh, understand no. when people blatantly copy other people as if we're not gonna pick up on it. Yeah, I I never understand that. Like even when people are straight up like replicating other people's outfits and stuff, it's like, do you think an iconic outfits or like whatever? Well, some of them will pay homage oh. and they'll say but like some of them will do it on purpose, and then sometimes it's like straight up like just trying to knock you off, and it's like, do you think we're not gonna notice? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if she thought that was her paying homage. Is it homage? Homage. homage. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to say homage. I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks anymore. I don't know if that was her paying homage to. Honestly, that just sounds like a better word. Like homage. It just sounds like homage. I think like it's homage. homage. I think it's homage. Right? Pay homage. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, no, it's homage. Okay, great. So it maybe was her paying homage to Beyonce and we didn't give her time enough to say I was paying homage, but... It was just a, it was a bad it was a bad move, and I feel like for Taylor Swift, she's probably not used to this kind of backlash either because she's always so praised for her random shit. Is she shit. not though? Oh well, she did have beef with like Kim and them, right? I, obviously Kanye, but hmm, I don't know. I don't, I really she had a really cool song in two thousand nine called Romeo and Juliet that I thoroughly enjoy. So <laughs> shout out to her. And Bash and Amber and Wiz went to see her last year. Oh, yeah, they love her. Yeah, Bash is, like, number one fan. And I think I said this on the show, and I told Amber I was really pissed at her because they took a, a family picture, like, her, Wiz, who's her? Amber, Wiz, Taylor, and Bash, and they did not caption it Taylor Gang, and they completely missed an opportunity there. That is so <laughs> I, I think you talked about that on the Yeah, podcast. it was a completely missed opportunity. Like, that is literally, like, there's no better caption for that picture. Wait, yeah. What was it captioned? Like, they just so said, happy to go to yeah, the Yeah, it was like one of those. Heart, like, heart, heart. How, like, was you a rapper? Like, how did you not, how did we, and it's your, like, how, I'm, you know what, I might just repost it on my own timeline, <laughs> and, like, a year later, like, happy anniversary Hashtag to the- Taylor Gay. <laughs> And no one's going to care. And they're going to be like, why are you posting this? What are you looking at? Okay. I think they're all here because they're painting a Nipsey Hustle mural on the outside of the building. Did you see it? Oh. It's pretty cool. It's in the front of the building out there. Yeah. They painted oh, Nipsey's face. See. Yeah. I took a picture. It's on my Instagram story. Oh. And we'll post it on. Did you see that Marissa video explains. of the girl like spray painting over the. Yeah. She, she spray painted like a penis and some cherries or no, some letters and shit like that. It was a white girl yeah. in Connecticut. <laughs> And there were multiple people around her. One of them was actually filming her defacing a Nipsey Hussle mural. No, I understand what the people were saying in the video, though. She was like, I'm not going to go to jail for fucking up a white bitch. She was like, she was like, she was like, I'm she's like, I'm in this. I'm showing you like what's going on right now. But I am not going to go to jail for like hitting her. She was like, I want to hit her, but I'm not going to. Like, I'm showing you like who she is. Smart as fuck. So I uh, so I respected that because yeah. a lot of people because the, they didn't see the whole clip. I think they like clipped it and they were like, "Why are people filming this and not doing shit?" But I'm like, I'm "That is so beginning. fucking smart." Yeah. 
Yeah, because what the fuck? Because she's she was already defiant in the video. She was like, hell yeah, I'm, I'm doing this shit. Well, she was super proud of it, taking selfies and everything. So that's definitely the type that would have been combative if you tried to touch her. I'm sure she would have went crazy. They kind of seem like like the way that they were being like telling they were kind of antagonizing it a little bit but i don't know i, I kind of agree with you, you know i know what, what saying? you're saying they yeah. were kind of like hyping her up but i i understand also like why they're not gonna like yeah fuck her up. well shout out to a man named joey bats he is a teacher and an artist um from connecticut he went the next day and he fixed up the entire mural and now it is back to its original state and i hope someone that's not afraid of catching a charge will find that white bitch and uh exactly so I was reading this L.A. Times article that was actually pretty interesting. And it was about murals in general and mm-hmm. how there's all of these murals in L.A. that have recently started to get covered up and nobody's really saying anything. But the artists are because they spent so much money and time. Right. Like some of these murals take like eight or nine months to put up because you have to put special paint on so that it lasts longer and you have to like really think about them. And so in the state of California or in Los Angeles, there's like special ordinances where some murals get protection so that they're not allowed to be covered up. But recently, regardless, they have been and nobody's enforcing it. And there are all of these murals that are really important about like L.A. culture and like the Olympics that we hosted and like all of this stuff that are like, you know, like Cesar Chavez, like all these people and they're just getting white wall like just white walls covered over it or like coffee shops are built and like oh. no one's preserving these really like historic and someone needs to take lead they're, on that they're they're like time like they, they show history you know yeah and like i was driving here today and i was just looking around at some of the murals that i saw and i was like oh like outside of schools and i don't know who these people are but if i took the time to like it would be interesting to find out but i don't know like i, I saw hope- this cool one outside of Capitol records today that i took a picture of no. I don't know what's happening in it, but it's a lot of jazz musicians and I like it. But that raises the next question. And I don't know if you have the answer, but with these murals, like, is it just random artists that choose a wall and paint or are they like commissioned to paint their commissioned? So the okay. ones that I'm talking about are commissioned. So they're not supposed to be painted over. There's okay. graffiti artists and like you can have you have to expect that, you know, somebody might cover up your work or whatever. But when it comes to commissioned paintings that they get paid like twenty five thousand dollars to make these, these to make cool. these paintings because they're artists and sometimes they're chosen for a special reason, you know, Um they represent the hometown or whatever. So it's pretty crazy that they're left and right. They're kind of disappearing and it's not getting a lot of attention because it's kind of erasing history. Absolutely. It's completely erasing yeah. history. Damn. I feel like I hope someone takes I, point on that. Yeah, And like all these murals that are going up, I hope too, because everybody's making them, you know, off a whim and like they're awesome and amazing. But I also hope that we're like taking the time to preserve them. Too. Yeah. Like that one in Connecticut that Joey Bats fixed, the Nipsey Hussle one. And I know we have a bunch here. I actually, this is not totally related, but I ended up passing Nipsey's store the other day when I was in, um, is that Compton? Yeah. No? South Central? That's a different thing? I thought South Central, I didn't, that's a place? I thought South Central was like an overall. Okay. Look at that. Good to know. City of Compton. 
<laughs> yeah, I knew Compton was a city, but I yeah, thought South Central was just like an area, like it encompassed lots no, it's of South cities. South Los Angeles. Um. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. I know Watts. Watts Towers, and like people are from Watts. Okay. So you kind of so. go down. It's like if this is downtown and this is the 101 South, you take that and you hit everything. Okay. I had gone to Fox Hills Mall because I needed to go shopping and I just needed a change of scenery so I could like maybe How meet, is that? meet new humans. Boring as fuck. Nothing happened. I sat in a massage chair for 11 minutes for $3 and uh, didn't find any of the things I went there for because I realized I hate physical shopping and all of my shopping has to be done online. So that was a dud. That was my favorite. I used to take the big blue bus to the Fox yeah. Hills Mall with my mom all the fucking time. We would go twice a year. We would go to the Fox Hills Mall. We'd go in like... West. I want to say back to school. So September, we'd go once in September and then we'd go like for my birthday after I got birthday money. We'd take the bus there and we'd spend like eight hours at the Fox Hills Mall and we'd try to get everything done. And then they always had Mongolian barbecue at the Fox Hills Mall, but then I think they got rid of it. Then the Fox Hills Mall got a makeover and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And it got really, really nice. Yeah. But... It's my favorite mall. And there's a Shakey's Pizza <laughs> over there, too. And there used to be a JCPenney where, where my mom would make me take Christmas photos. Like, not, oh, not you know, like I when would you like get all those. dolls up. Yes. And oh. I had this really, really cute. I don't know why I'm talking about this. I'm getting really excited. But I had this really cute all denim dress. It was like a long sleeve denim dress. And it went down Beautiful. to my knees. Uh-huh. And I... So I wore that dress for like three years straight. When I was in, when I was younger, everything that I loved, I wore until I literally couldn't fit it anymore. Like my favorite dress was so short on me. My mom was like, "You gotta get rid of that." She's like, "You've had that since you were like six, and you were 10. <laughs> I, I think I only did outfits for like a year or two at a time. But wait, so went to Fox Hills, noticed it was on Slauson or near Slauson, or it took Slauson to get there. And I was like, that means that the the soup swap meet shit is probably nearby, and I can maybe find some better. I always find good clothes there, like cool little like one piece out jumpers and shit like that. So I hopped in the whip, started driving. Road was clear, slossing all the way down, chilling, chilling, chilling. And then there started to be like a pocket of traffic, and I was like, oh, I don't know why. And then I looked at my app, and it just said like right there was yellow. I'm like, okay. So I'm just sitting in traffic, and then I was like, wait. And then I looked on the app again, and I opened, and I like I expanded it and i saw that the next cross street coming up was uh Crenshaw. there we go and i was like oh shit i'm by the store and then i started crying because i think it was just such an emotional moment like i didn't prepare for it and maybe if i had prepared i wouldn't have cried but like i couldn't believe i was right there and then i looked around and i noticed like there was a lot of like people our age that were parking and like starting to walk over towards there and i was like oh shit oh shit and once i got up there they already cleared out all the um all the memorial in the parking lot. It's right. already all gone. And it was just, it was, I don't know, it was a powerful moment. And I was, uh, my my um, iPod switched to last time that I checked while I was sitting there. And That's de- kind of cool. That's yeah. Ominous. And I debated, I was like, do I turn it up? Do I look like a fucking loser? That's like, cool, I'm a Nipsey's hood. But then I was like, nah, I feel like it's paying homage. So I turned <laughs> I it all the, the way. the name of this episode, <laughs> paying homage. And so I turned it all the way up and I was just like chilling in my car and like, and I was stuck at the light for a minute because it was just so many cars in that little, little area right there. And then I got a little nervous because there was a guy like walking between all the cars, like selling his mixtape or whatever, which is cool. And so, you know, he, you know, he waves it at the windows and everyone says no, obviously, because who the fuck buys a CD anymore in 2019? 
And he got up to my car and I like, you know, I did the lightest head nod ever, but I, I did one. Like, I mean, I shook it or whatever. And I just kept staring straight because you never engage with these people because then they'll like talk to you forever. It doesn't matter what they're selling. And he stood there staring at me and I was like, what? And he was like angry as hell. And so I rolled down the window. He's like, damn, you can't speak. And I, I was just like, I said, no, thank you. He was like, damn, you can't support me. And I was like, I don't have cash on me. And I was just, I really like got scared. And I then I, I almost wanted to switch modes and be like, well, you're never going to sell a mixtape with this attitude. Oh, <laughs> I, I just oh figured it wasn't the time or place at all. I was trying to school the guy <laughs> on the street. Because I really wanted to be like, well, you know, I work in the music business. And first of all, your, your first fuck up is selling a CD. You should be putting out USBs right now because no one has a CD player anymore in their car, in their computer, anywhere. And second of all, with that attitude, no one's going to want to buy anything from you, sir. But I didn't because I just felt like it that wouldn't have gone well and then he walked away and honestly I was like wow that was I was stressed out about it and then there was a lady in the corner and she was laughing but I couldn't tell if she was laughing with me or at me and then it upset me for a little bit so I didn't even I was so mad about the whole exchange that I didn't even go to the swap meet I just went home because oh, I was so my God. <laughs> so that was my experience but turns out um I just actually did a report today so the reason why the memorial was removed from the parking lot was because the family nipsey's family got upset because a lot of people were starting to try to monetize out over it um monetize it they were trying to charge people just to walk toward the lot they were trying to charge they um they were setting up food trucks right there because so many people were coming like it's just like why why they were you know they were sitting there selling t-shirts and i completely understand like everyone wants to hustle and get a dollar but let's not hustle and get a dollar off of the death of somebody like while it's his family that should be getting all the dollars so you selling your little fucking shirts like you don't deserve that money like let his family fucking sell whatever the fuck they're going to sell and let his family put on for his memory the way they're going to like you guys don't own any part of that and there's no reason why you should have been trying to profit off of any of that shit and especially like i could just imagine too like the people there that know that like these dumbass tourists are coming to see nipsey and shit like i can definitely see people from the area meeting him on a corner like nah you can't walk past here unless you give me you know pay for, to walk over here and like that shit is scary, so you're going to fucking pay because you want to go fucking see what you're going to see. So I can definitely see how that was probably going down, too. So, um, yeah, they've removed all of the stuff from the parking lot of the that strip mall there. Um, but you could still support Nipsey by buying stuff from the Marathon store online. I don't know if they've reopened the physical store yet. I would be surprised if they did. I, I doubt it. But you said no? Yeah. I don't. Huh? Okay, what about the rest of the stores in that strip mall? Are they open? I would, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I don't think he owns all of them though, does he? So I'm, I'm a little curious what's that situation. But um, and then they're gonna continue honoring his legacy by continuing on the foundation that he started before he passed away. So that'll be your way if you wanna also contribute to Nipsey stuff. I really wish we could talk to Jorge, but I think he's is he gone now. And also, who wants to just randomly jump into an interview when you're here, like, painting a mural? Why do you look... I, I don't think he's painting. I mean, I know he's not physically painting the mural, but I think he's here to oversee the painting of the mural and not be interviewed. And he probably doesn't want to talk about... I don't know if he's done any interviews yet. 
So I feel like that would be yeah, it would be very impromptu. and like and like why would why start with us? Like yeah. if you're gonna talk, I don't know if you want to start <laughs> on Marissa explains it all. Like who? I mean, you know, we're a little. Oh, shout out to our Patreon members too. We're growing and it's exciting. Oh, support small businesses. We're a very small business. Yes, and we are the smallest, but not the smallest. But we're like a four person business, a five person business. And uh, yes, Tay is you're part of our business. Yeah, of course. No, Tay is a hundred percent part of our business. And um, I noticed that like now our Patreon members are like talking to each other in the comments, which is very exciting. Oh. Yes. And we have so far, we have two stories up there now to we prime keeps calling them bonus episodes. I call them bonus clips because they are not like a full episode, but they are enticing tales that you should want to listen to. And then tomorrow, which is Friday. So it'll already be there by the time you guys hear this episode, we will be releasing the first Marty Monroe song on Patreon. Mm-hmm. For our $5 tier. And collectively, when we get off air, we'll pick what song that will be. But I think I'm going to just go with my favorite one. Five and up. Five and up. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Five and up for the, but whatever. So there we have, we start at $2 and $5 tier is the second tier. So if you want to subscribe, you'll also get, um, with the $5 tier, you get the bonus clip every week too, which is where I tell like more ho-ish stories or crazy shit that I can't really say on this podcast because shout out to our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Ow. Ow. We have any sponsors? We do. I sent you the fucking email, Joyce. Oh my god, you were supposed to print out. (laughs) You were supposed to print out what I'm supposed to say for this company, and now I don't fucking know, Joyce. Now I don't fucking know. But what I do know, I'm looking at my notes now, is that I tried being vegetarian. It lasted exactly 24 hours, and then I ate some chicken. (laughs) Thanks, Joyce. We'll do that at the end of the show. Yeah, I tried to be vegetarian. I was sitting in my house and I was stealing some of the chili that Mike's vegan chef made for him. And he didn't know that because he was sleeping and I was downstairs. Marissa, <laughs> back at it again with the whole, eating I, other people's I've literally food. never stopped. I, I've I never swear stopped. swear to God, like, if... Somebody did this to you all the time. Oh, you I would, would fucking kill them. Shit. I would kill them. So shout out to Mike for not either noticing or saying anything. He Daddy comes from a humongous tricks. family. He has like a billion brothers. He does have a lot of siblings. Yes. And like a bajillion nephews and nieces and shit and kids and all that. I mean, he doesn't have a bajillion kids, but he has kids. So I think he's a very good sharer and he's the youngest of the, oh. of the, of the siblings. I am not a good sharer. So I just base it on that. Nope. So he's supposed to share and I'm not. I think that's a good way to Marissa, work. <laughs> what the fuck? Anywho, so as I was eating, there's a really good chili and hoping that he wouldn't notice. I was thinking like, I can absolutely go vegetarian. Like this is very simple to do. There's so many replacements that taste bomb as fuck that I've ate from him for the last two years since he's been vegetarian, pescatarian rather. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking doing this shit. It's simple. I'm gonna just buy all the, like, you know, the substitutes and call it a fucking day. And so I tweeted about it like you're supposed to when you're a vegetarian. That's like literally rule number Ow. one. How and to be a vegetarian. <laughs> rule number one. Tweet. You must tweet about it. And then I called my mom and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do it. And I actually posted about it on Facebook first. So she already knew when I said it to her. And still post on Facebook, bitch? Yeah, for like my friends and family back home. I, I mostly do it to just sound really cool. Like, yeah, you know, I'm in LA and I'm going vegetarian. Like it was like one of those tweets. And Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and other than that, on Facebook, all I do is check in when I'm flying. So I just look like the cool bitch that flies everywhere to like my hometown friends. <laughs> my Facebook statuses are obnoxious. Anywho, but they like, they're like fake humble. And I'll just be like, oh, so tired of a plane. 
Oh my God, I basically live at LAX at this point. I'm so sick of that. Why are you making yourself out to be a horrible Cali bitch? Because it's just fun. Because it's like, I'm not that person. But like, I don't fucking care what my friends from hometown think, except probably that I'm cool. So, (laughs) And then my family, who already think I'm like famous and like a superstar for, I don't know why. So it just makes it more funny to me that they read that and they're probably like, wow, it's just jet setting pam your daughter is just so cool so she tells me all the time that people tell her that i'm cool and my dad too he told me the other day that his boss asks about me like every week and he says i have so many followers and i should promote for them so i'm cool send over the check and no, we will he said he he's getting us a check for that so it's gonna be lit some okay, some some opera and liquor whatever we'll delete this when whenever we get that check um where was I going with this? Oh, vegetarian. So Pam calls and I'm like, yep, going vegetarian. She's like, yeah, I saw your Facebook status, whatever. And I was like, <laughs> what is <laughs> that's Pam whenever I do her. And so I was like, Marissa. <laughs> Marissa Lynn. Oh my God. So I was like, what is with the attitude, mom? I'm, I just want to try it. I don't know if I'm going to work. I even said on Facebook, like, I'm only going to try it for a week and see if it works. And she was like, oh, how do you even know any of that shit is any fucking good for you? Like, we've been fucking eating meat and eggs and shit forever, and we're fucking fine. And I was like, first of all, Pam, I don't know why you feel so attacked. Let's bring it back a Relax. bit. For real. I'm like, second of all, Relax. you also know people that are older than our, than your mom, my grandmother, that have been smoking like a fucking chimney since 1901 and they're still alive and kicking, but that doesn't mean that cigarettes are good for you, just like it doesn't mean that meat is good for you. And she's like, oh, please, how do you even know that eating meat is bad? I'm like, mom, there's literal research on it that there's like shit in the meats and shit. She's like, well, you could buy the organic whatever, whatever, and something, something, and there's no hormones in those. I was like, okay, or I could be vegetarian and like not worry about it. She's like, the fuck, you're gonna just eat fucking salads all fucking day? I'm like, I literally don't know why you're so angry at all. And no mother, mother, like being a vegetarian does not consist of eating salads all day. That's like a hundred percent not what it's like. Whatever, Marissa. I don't. I, I. I swear to. You, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know why you think that this is. A, whatever. Whatever. Like she was just angry, and I'm like, I'm gonna hang up on you now because I don't know why you're attacking me, and I don't like it, and you don't support whatever I want to do, and I'm going now. But then, in a very healthy fix to that. She called me back two hours later and apologized because she recognized that she was talking down on it. And now we're good. Oh, and I really appreciated that's very, that. That's very humble of it's, her. And I would it's not very be able new. To do that. It's very new for us in our relationship because she would never go there. But I also think the way that I expressed to her that I was upset because it used to be years ago, I'd be like, well, fuck you. And then we would hang up on each other and not talk for like a week. And then we would talk like nothing happened at all and never address it. But I kind of have that's exactly how me and my mom are. Yeah. And like, I realized that's not healthy for me. And so when she was saying it, instead of me like cursing her out and like, I mean, I did hang up on her either way, but I did say like, mom, you always do this. Like you talk down on something that I'm interested in. I didn't talk down on what you're doing. I didn't say you're fucking dumb for not for eating meat still. Oh my God. I I literally said, I don't know if it's going to last. I'm trying it for a week. 
it, oh, it's healthy. Oh, we can love the nothing, fam. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I obviously lasted 24 hours. I'm not going to tell her that, though, because now I got to fucking stay on my ground. So now I have to fucking be a vegetarian. She's every- a vegetarian for the next six years. She's going to be at Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> stuffing turkey in her cheeks. <laughs> I'm so mad because I go home next week of fucking Mother's Day, and now I have to stick to this stupid shit, and I can't eat anything with meat around this bitch because she's going to be like, see, I fucking told you so, and I don't want to fucking hear it. So now I have to be a fake-ass vegetarian next week, and God damn it. Okay, so it's 2019 and everybody needs a great pair of wireless earbuds because why would we want a wire connecting us, especially when I'm working out and then the wire is hitting my arm and then my... Getting in the way of things. Yeah, my drawstrings for my fucking hoodie. is It's just it's too much wires. Um, but these fucking, the AirPods and shit like that are like hundreds of dollars and I know a lot of y'all don't have the money to just be dropping on dumb shit like this. Um, so that's why wireless earbuds from Raycon are really fire and I've been sent to pair and I've been using them and they're actually really fucking good. I'm not just saying that. They're like half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And they, I'm telling you, they sound just as fucking good. Um, the company was actually co-founded by Ray J, Ray J, hence the name Raycon. Very creative, Ray J, very creative. Um, Snoop Dogg fucks with it, like hella people fuck with it. Um, Raycon's E50 wireless earbuds, they've completely... They really like, I, I really fucking like them. They're perfect for me in the gym. They're really fucking comfortable. A lot of earbuds don't fit in my ears for whatever fucking reason. I don't know if my ears are too big or too small. I haven't, I haven't decided. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I do have a big head. But these earbuds fit my ears. Like they're really great. They're stylish. They're discreet. Again, no wires, none of the bullshit. Um, and again, they sound really good too, which is the best part. Uh, they offer their wireless earbuds for everyone and they have a range of colors, which is That's also a, a little part, bit different. AirPods are all, they all why, they're want, white. why do you want the same thing that looks exactly the exactly. And then because they're That's half the price, maybe you, a. maybe you buy multiple and match your fucking outfits. Oh, I don't know what you're into, OD, but. but I mean, you know, whatever you're into, if it makes you happy, it makes me happy. Um, so if you want to get a pair and get 20% off of your order, go to buyraycon.com slash Marissa X. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-A-E-X, Marissa X, to get 20% off your order of wireless Raycon earbuds. And if you've been eyeing a pair, now's the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash Marissa X. But anywho, I feel really happy that we were able to like express ourselves more properly now and everything's good. And in that same realm, I found a new therapist this week and I start with her next week. Why did you have to see a new one? I just feel like all the breakthroughs I've been making have been on my own. And yes, obviously it's because I'm being coached to think differently. Yeah. The therapist. But I just I think what really inspired me is I've been watching this show on Netflix, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I'll get into in a second because holy shit, it's literally my life on television. Um but in Are you the crazy ex-girlfriend? Yeah, but fuck that bitch. It's 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 not really about her. I mean, it is, but whatever. So in in the show, she has this therapist that like the way the therapist talks to her and like helps walk her through things and her way of thinking through things. I'm like, that's the fuck I want in the therapist. Like, I want her to talk to me like this. And my therapist literally just says, like, how's it make you feel? What do you think about that? Like in the parent chat? How does that make you feel? Yeah, that's all she says. And then when we started to do this thing the other day called um, not the other day, like last month, attachment association something or other it's like a a whole process she literally was reading me the questions like off a paper and it was like a little printout that probably had like four boxes of like the different four options or whatever and like I don't know I just want you to 
know this shit off the top of your head and have been more. Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with the that. The fact that she was, re- I literally felt like, okay, let me be a, psych- a psychologist today and I'm going to just print out some paperwork that I read online of like what you should do if someone seems disattached and work with them. Through, you know what I mean? So where did you find the new therapist? So I Googled, um, women of color therapists because I feel like another issue was that this is an old Russian woman who and I think I've said this before like when I told her I was seeing someone new she literally asked she's like is he black I know you like black men and I was like that is the most irrelevant point of this entire like literally couldn't have anything less to do with like what the fuck we're talking about and then she's like and how does your family feel I'm like that's not like if that was an issue or a thing like we'd be talking about that here well yeah but race is not an issue it's so important to find like a therapist that you feel like that you can relate to on a certain level and that just like will dis like I honestly felt like this therapist was more in awe of me and my stories and and and, you know I'm like I'm fully disclosing who I've messed with and things like that because just for her to understand the caliber of the people and for like- But then but then you're also, it's like to you, like you don't want to overhype it too. Like it's yeah. your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and she, you don't want her to be like, oh my God. Cause you're like at the same time, like it's cool, but it's also like I'm living it. Yeah. So. Like I told you guys when I first started with her, you know, when I was telling her like, yeah, you know, I was messing with such and such and like, I want to stop because I know that's not good. And like her response was like, but a lot of women would kill to be in your position. And I'm like, yeah, but, but that's not the point. But they're also just people. Yeah. Like, and I, 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 they're not treating me good. So I want to go. Like, I don't, what do you, like, I don't, I know it's not their job to like be mean to you or anything like that. And I, and I, I'm fully aware of that, but, and like it, we were still getting to know each other too, but like her attitude toward it hasn't changed much. Like she still seems genuinely impressed when I name a name or something. And I'm like, I mean, she doesn't know everyone, but there's like bigger names that she'll know or whatever. And I don't, I don't like it. Like I, I, not that everyone's going to be, I guess a little interested maybe in like some of the scenarios, but she just doesn't check me, I guess. I think it's really important. Like, to find somebody that you trust tell, mm-hmm. talking to and that you feel like either you relate to them in some way or that you can get you can gain something from them mm-hmm. because i think that you know it's so weird with therapy cuz sometimes you could really just have a you just don't vibe with the other person yeah. and i always think about it too like I know a lot of people that are therapists. My dad has a PhD in psychology. My dad could not be my therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My best friend is, is a psychologist. So it, it's just, Victoria. It, it depends on like who you, like just the, the energy that you have with somebody. And like, you also have to realize that like your therapist is not like the holy grail of human beings. Absolutely, either, right. they're normal people. Yeah. And so like, you, you have to think like, if this was a normal person, like, would I like this person? Like, you kind of have to take that yeah. into consideration as and well. And I'm, I'm not asking her to give me advice, like, or her, even her opinion, but I want her, what I'm looking for, really, because I am very self-aware and I've unpacked a lot. I know I still have a lot to go, but it's more so like, I really just want to learn why I think like I do and why I move. And I, I would have, I want, them to help me connect like past shit and current shit. And I've been doing that on my own, but I, I would, I, I want them to visit. And you know, like, like I said, like I was watching crazy ex-girlfriend, like the therapist will say like, you don't think maybe it's because you associated this with your father and blah, blah, blah. And then she'd be like, Oh shit, light bulb moment and whatever. 
And when I went to therapy years ago, when I broke up with smoke, my mom forced me to go because my mom doesn't understand humans having feelings. And I went to like four sessions, but in like the second session, she already shed a light bulb on why I was like even more devastated was because I was living with them in the house and I didn't, I don't have a home. Like I don't, when I say I go home, like my mom has her house, my dad has his house. We don't have my childhood house anymore. And so that was kind of like my home base for me. And so she was like, you kind of lost your anger. Like you lost it years ago when they sold your childhood home. And now you just lost it again, because at least that was like, you go home on the weekends to your, you know, your mother-in-law and smoke. And then now it's gone. And so that like really fucking opened my eyes for me. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even realize that that was even a part of that. I have not gotten a single job, none of that from her. It'll literally be like, you know, she'll be like, how do you feel about that? And I'll be like, well, it made me feel self-conscious. And she'll be like, but what made you, like, why did it make you feel like that? And I'll be like, mm, I don't know. And then I'll think about it and I'll think about it, I'll think about it all night long and then it'll unlock some shit. And then I realize it myself, which is cool. I mean, she's still doing her job technically, but I personally feel like I need a little bit more push to like really start unlocking some some serious shit here. So I don't know how you break up with a therapist. I haven't you done can't it yet. Just stop going. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like I had a session on Monday, and I texted her last minute, and I was like, "Sorry, I'm in a meeting, and I'm not gonna make it today." And then she texted me back, and she was like, "Okay, cool. Do you want to reschedule? Because I go every other week." She's like, "Well, do you want to reschedule for next week, same time? I'm open." And I didn't respond. And then she followed up the next day and I didn't respond again. I think you should just say, hey, I think I'm going to take a break for a couple months. Yeah, that's what so I... So that she doesn't think that you, like, went missing. Yeah. Like, something or, like, bad happened. did something. I mean, I'm a pretty happy person in therapy. I don't think she would think... Well, it could be a multitude of things. It doesn't mean I have to take my own life. But yeah. Yeah. I should tell her something. Also, so she stops fucking texting me. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much more than anything. Yeah. So I'm very excited. My next session starts next week, I believe, next Tuesday. And also a positive is that I could, um, this lady, my old therapist, she only had openings at noon on Mondays. So like I had to take off an hour from double XL to do this. So now I don't have to take off work to do this either, which is pretty cool. So, and she's the same price as my other therapist. So that's good too, hundred dollars a session. So we'll see how this one goes, but I'm excited. She's a black woman. She's in Tarzana. So she's about 20 minutes from me. And I've been, I was reading like a lot of the reviews. I was reading like her own paragraph. She just seems like she gets it. This last lady that I Tell found. Me if you like her. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll let you know. Well, cause yeah, cause I am looking for a therapist for somebody in my life, but I'm also trying to find somebody that they're going to relate to too. Yeah. That's it's like, that's the hard part. And even like with other things too, like uncertain, it's not, it's, it's not that, you know, you're being racist, like by saying like, I want somebody, it's just somebody who you identify with yeah. better. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm a black woman and no, no, I identify that. with a black woman, but I think we've just had a lot more similar life experiences than me and an old Russian lady. I don't think or, and, we've had or any Or you similar. might show up to that appointment and they realize you guys actually don't have anything yeah. in common at all and that she might not be the right fit for you, but you keep on looking. It's literally just, you know, again. How you're dating to find No, therapist. seriously, or like, like how people learn differently. So certain teachers, some people will really excel in that class because that teacher's teaching style is good for you. But for the next person, that may not be the style that helps them learn and they won't do well in that class. So it could be a matter of that because the woman that was my therapist with the smoke breakup years ago, she was just some super eccentric older white lady, like, you know, one of those with like big curly gray hair and just like cool, colorful shit in her office. Like she was just you know, cool as fuck and like 
almost not a hippie totally, but like that vibe. And so we meshed very well and it was really great. I, at the time, didn't really think I needed therapy like that though. So I only went for a couple sessions and then I just stopped. And um, this woman is just, you know, your run of the mill, tiny, well-dressed Russian lady. Like I, I honestly feel like we have absolutely nothing. Even when I tell her about like certain things that happen, like with the whole dude from Valentine's Day and shit like that, like she's like, wow, this new, this new form of dating. It's just so crazy, so different. And I'm like, Okay, I don't need you to tell me yeah. that because it's the life that I live. Exactly. You don't, have to, you don't want to re-explain like everything. Yeah, and so there'd be certain questions she would ask. Like, I don't understand that. And so with that, I would feel like because you don't understand that concept, you're not even understanding the whole scope right. of why it's affecting me like it is and, and all of these things. So, and like, she didn't even have much to say in the way of that situation with him, really. She was just like, do you feel better now? And I'm like, I mean, not really. And like, <laughs> and like, she was like, okay, well let's start, you know, why were you so attached to him and stuff like that? And I'm like, well, because I thought it was going to be a relationship. I mean, like, I think, I think I agree. Well, that kind of ties into crazy ex-girlfriend. So like the show is about this white girl that moves from New York to West Covina because <laughs> exactly because she ran into some guy named Josh that she dated at summer camp like a bajillion years back and she ran into him on the streets of New York and he's like yeah I live in West Covina still I'm just here visiting or whatever and she was like sick of her what she was like, what show him? it's so cool it's so funny it was it was originally on uh WB or one of them shits I don't even think that's still a channel I don't know one of those things but it was four seasons it's over now but all four seasons are on Netflix and um yeah, so she was, like, in love with him when she was younger, and she was, like, a top law f- lawyer in her law firm in New York and shit, and she was like, you know what? I'm sick of this whole life, not satisfied, quitting my job, moving to West Covina, gonna be with Josh, and I'm just gonna figure it out when I get there, and she moved to West Covina and, like, wiggled her way into some, like, bullshit law firm there and became friends with, like, this older white lady who, like, was super bored with her life, so she was, like, thrilled with this younger crazy bitch that came in that wants to stalk her ex-boyfriend the old white lady was like hell yeah i'm gonna fucking help you stalk and so the whole show is like it's just a disaster but i am so much like the main character and it's actually the show is so fire because it's the most realest life situations and she has to end up going to a therapist she she gets diagnosed with um borderline personality disorder she tries to commit suicide on the show like they deal with some real fucking issues like it's literally the realest, realest, realest show I've ever seen. But it's kind of like icky because it's like I feel like I act like her a lot and I don't like her on the show. So I'm like, do I act like that? Do people look at me like that? And it's just inspiring me to like go harder in therapy and make sure that I am not that person because she's. I don't know. I just want you to watch it. And I think okay, you'll see I, what now, I'm saying. Okay, now I got to watch it. And then, you know, my girlfriend, Danielle, with the curly hair that's been on the show before. Um, her There's a girl on the show, Heather, who is literally Danielle except Danielle's like got her life together and Heather on the show is kind of a bum but they are the same person too and it's kind of scary because even the way Heather like offers insight to the main character is the same way Danielle talks to me too and I'm like yo I feel like God made me watch this show and it's like she the craziest shit on the show is like I'm so confused because I have not seen the show. I never even heard of it. I accidentally. What like, is it on Netflix? Yeah. You know, on Netflix, when like you're um, hovering over a, 
you're like flicking through, but you keep your remote there for a second and it just starts playing the preview and then it just starts playing the show. Oh, you don't have Netflix. That's what happens. It just starts playing the fucking show sometimes. So it just accidentally started playing and it's funny as hell because there's there's at least two musical numbers in every show. Oh God. But it's like dumb shit like, period sex period sex like shit like that they sing about fucking on your period and dicks and all it's like the craziest most ridiculous songs ever and they have like a full choir singing this shit it's hilarious talking about it's a really good show so on the show though she is um what's it called crazy ex-girlfriend starring rachel bloom Okay, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So we have like 10, 15 more minutes. So on the show too, she like adores her father, but he kind of like abandoned them as a kid, which my father did not do. But she also like hates her mother and thinks her mom's always been a bitch forever. And then um, she finds out through therapy and different shit that her mom was actually always trying to protect her from her father, which is why it seemed like her mom was being mean, but really it was like she was being the hero behind the scenes. And that's literally the same breakthrough that I just had recently was that like, I thought my mom was being mean, but she was really protecting me from like my dad and the divorce and everything. And I was like, oh my God, like God wanted me to see the show. It's like everything that happens and like, oh, I just need you to watch the show and be like, wow, Marissa, you are her and she is you. But I'm not as crazy as her. Like, I don't think I would ever do half the shit that she did, but I feel like if I wasn't a public figure, a Jace. Why she did it? Yeah, like I'm like you know I. Kinda, so what are some of the crazy things that she does? I can't even like, it's it's literally so fucking much. Like, she'll come up with these crazy scenarios to like pop up somewhere by him and like make up a whole lie of like why she's really there but like the real reason is like she stalked and prepared and like waited for this moment to like be there and have this thing happen and i'm like i've done that so many fucking times like i don't know you just have to fucking watch it and then like even on a small scale of like she was supposed to go somewhere but she was feeling kind of sad and so she just like was like okay let me just masturbate real quick to this like dumbass porn and then like i'll come and then she ends up masturbating for like six hours and doesn't go anywhere and i'm like i've done that too like it's just so like we are very much the same person it's it's a really really good show i'm i've binged all three seasons all three seasons and i'm into the fourth which is the final and i'm so happy to like read that it was canceled after the fourth season because i'm literally like on the edge of my seat i'm like whatever happens to her is probably gonna happen to me in my life so i need to know how this ends and i hope that it's all positive because if it's not positive then that means that my life's not gonna end positive and i need it to be positive so oh let's hope it ends positive guys (laughs) i mean already at the end of season three into four she went to the hospital for suicide and shit so we're not we're not on a great page but (laughs) and now she (laughs) all right guys but i mean i implore you all to watch crazy ex-girlfriend it's a really hilarious funny show and um it's really good i don't know how i feel about crazy (laughs) ex-girlfriends i mean oh yeah you have like a personal connection to that well, just in general, who the fuck wants to deal with the crazy ex But she's not the crazy ex-girlfriend that stalks the new girlfriends. Right. She stalks her boyfriend. Yeah, but like only until they dated and then they didn't date anymore and then she moved on. Sort of. It's a whole thing, Joyce. You just need to watch the show and I implore you all to watch the show. And rest in peace, John Singleton, which was that was the worst segue I've ever done. But um, I'm looking at yeah. our sheet. And I had to talk about him today in a segment for Cheddar TV. Shout out to Jen DeLeon for having me on as a guest. And it's just really fucking sad because I watched, I was telling her, I'm like, you know, that's literally how I learned about LA culture was like through his films. A little girl in New Jersey who had no fucking idea about any of this shit. Like, seriously, I mean, like I knew pop culture LA, like fucking 
generic shit palm trees and cool stuff but i didn't know what it's like down there and it's it's, to me it's just it's well one like growing up here like it's the exact same thing i do not watch movies guys i hate movies but i can honestly tell you that i've seen baby boy so many times i've seen it Every single time I drive past Lucy's, I'm like, I have to like make some sort of like baby boy reference. And it's so crazy because other people sometimes will watch the movie and they're like, I don't get why it's a good movie. There's no plot. It just, it's just people. I think I was one of those people because baby boy, I mean, I've, I've seen it multiple times because it was like a staple in our college dorms at Montclair. Like everyone always, I think it was just always playing on BET at the time or something. And we didn't have many channels in our dorm, so we just always watched that shit. And all my friends are black, and they all loved Baby Boy. But like, I, I just, I, th- I don't I never, I don't think I ever sat down in front of my television and watched the movie from start to finish. So maybe I just never connected with it. But I mean, like, the only scene that like really pops out in my mind is when Snoop Dogg, I think, knocks on the door and like, and, comes and he's in. like, I'm back from jail. Yeah. Where's my bitch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then also the one scene, which might have been multiple scenes, when she gives Jody her car or whatever, and oh, like, she's like, get out of my car. And then, like, he takes it, and then, like, he still flirts with the bitch or something and, like, pulls up on her. And I'm like, what? And I think I really related at the time because that was when I was dating a fucking bum that I would give my car to and my debit card and then to fill it up because I was a fucking dumbass bitch. And so I related to that on, like, a deep level. But the movie as a whole... I don't, I honestly can't really say for certain why it's one of my favorite movies. But now I, I want to watch it again as an adult. I watched it the other night and I fell asleep to it. It's like one of like four movies that I have purchased on Amazon that I'll just like rewatch over and over again. Nice. Well, Boys in the Hood, I think was my absolute favorite from him. And I like made sure I watched it again right before I fucking moved to LA to like brush up on my, not that I was going to be chilling in the hood for when I moved here, but just in case I needed to brush up on all my LA knowledge and see things. And actually like two months ago, me and uh, a couple of my girlfriends who live here. So it wasn't like being cornballs. They actually live around there, but we went to one of the houses from the movie because you can Google the address and we pulled up. Very exciting. Very actually not exciting because you just see it and then you drive away. <laughs> There's really nothing you could do because it's someone's home, so you can't take a picture in front of it because it's really disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> like the Brady Bunch house, I don't think anyone current. I think it's for sale. So me and my dad did take a photo in front of that. That was cool. And then there's the Goldberg's house. People live in that, so we did not take a photo in front of that. And the full house house in the bay i did take a picture in front of that even though it says in a big sign do not take pictures here so i'm a rebel uh back to the john singleton yes thing, sorry uh so crazy i okay for me i am young we talk about how i'm a baby every, like all yes, the time we know you're three when uh, when baby boy came out it was 2001 so i was like four. Oh my god i was in eighth grade <laughs> so i was watching it when i was like like after whatever but I never kind of realized like the impact that he had as a director I had no idea that he was 23 23 when he made his first fucking movie because okay so I was like how so he's 51 when he passed away he's 22 when she was pregnant and I was like oh my god yes to accomplish so much and then I posted something on my Instagram story and it was a tweet from someone saying that he had gotten a 20 minute standing ovation at a film festival for showing that film I want to say it was Cannes but I don't know for certain. Boys in the hood, yeah, for Boys in the Hood. And someone was like, okay, like, sick. 
they're like sad that he died, but there's no way he got a 20 minute ovation. Why isn't there? And and it was, and and then and then they hit me back another message. They're like, oh crazy, looked it up. He did. I wonder why. And I'm like, well, this is a fucking I was amazing like, Have film. Have you seen the movie? And and then I was like, and also like he was the and they're probably clapping so much because at the time he was the youngest a director ever year to be old. nominated and so what? Yeah. I was like to put all of that. Yeah. And then like and I think. I and think that was Ice Cube's well. acting debut, wasn't it? He gave Ice Cube yeah. his, his his lead, his yeah. first role, yeah. Like all of those different, like he took a chance on a fucking gangster rapper and put him in a film. Same with Pac, like you know what Same I'm saying? With like, Poetic yeah, like it's so and cool. Janet too. And, and Janet, yeah, he really took a chance on all of these people. And but it's not, it's it's also when you think about it, yes, he took a chance on them. But I think that also you have to keep in mind it's like the collaborative. They're all young people at the time. I young, creative. That I, energy so is so obviously like looking back now. They're like, oh, thank you so much for taking a chance on me. But I feel like at the time it was just like people coming together that are all talented, that are sharing their crafts. And I feel like that's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> that really is. Just to think about like the creative juices that were flowing at the time. And I, just like I think about that shit all the time about like who my friends are and like how, you know, the way that we're going to move and where we're going to end up. Like I always want to constantly surround myself with people that I not even, you know, that are going to become movie stars that we can make films with, (laughs) but you know, people that have knowledge that I can gain from that can teach you things and and vice versa. Yeah. Cause yeah. As I was watching this thing and I was like, it was about Caesar Milan and Jada Pinkett Smith and how they've known each other since they were like 18 years old. And he was just some random guy who's walking through South Central with a pack of 25 dogs. And she was uh, becoming an actress at the time and they just befriended each other and they've been friends for all these years. That's and it, fire. And I was just like, that's really fucking cool. Like that. And then it's, you also think, oh, she took a chance on him. But it's also, they were just young people becoming yeah. friends at the time. You know what? I, I, guess I, could, I could kind of say that about, like, me and Karen Civil, right? Exactly. Like, you it's- know, we became friends when I was in high school, and she was, what, like, 19 years old or something, and just met through, you know, like, I've told this story a billion times, through Dipset forums and shit like that, and going to a Dipset TV taping. Like, neither one of us were anything. <laughs> And she, as I always have stated a million times, she's helped me along my my path. Like she's the one who got me my Hot 97 internship and things like that. And so like, but other than that, we've both taken like separate paths, but it's like, it's so cool because I will meet someone new or something like that that have heard of me and they heard of her. And I'll be like, yeah, by the way, like I've known Karen since I was fucking 15, 15 years, years old. old. And everyone's like, what? And it's like such a cool random fucking story to tell. And like I said, neither one of us were doing shit at the time. Like, and now we're both like a name to say it, to be brag about. Like, yeah, I know Karen. Yeah, I know Marissa. Like, you know, she asked me to be like to be a, a guest at her, you know, annual Live Civil Day in Jersey that's coming up. Like, that's fucking cool that we could do shit like this. And it's literally like a homie relationship. Yeah. yeah, like we literally came up together. And then like on a different scale because we were all working together. But like my Hot 97 people, like, you know, me, Drewski, Scotty Beam, like we all came from like the little class of shit like none of us were little you know we were little pieces of shit at hot 97 you know what i mean like the little kids you guys that are all are, freshmen together yeah now exactly and so to see everyone doing their thing it's, it's really fucking cool to like to see that shit and and you know especially when i think of yeah i know we gotta wrap especially when i think about it with like with karen or drew or something and i see them doing something like may just fuck on on instagram or whatever and then like I think of something random and I text them and like, it's, you know, it's just fire like that. We could, we, it's just that relationship. It's not, no, like I don't have to worry like, oh, they're not going to text me back right, they're because they're so popping now. Yeah. Forever, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just natural. So shout out to relationships. That's fucking cool. And 
Rest in peace, Pac, because I could just imagine, too, like, and rest in peace, John and Singleton. And Johnson. Yeah, but I could just imagine, too, like, you know, the creative flow that was going on between, like, Pac and John on, on the set or Pac and, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Cube and John, because mm-hmm. I know for, like, Cube wrote the Friday scripts, right? So I'm sure he had a lot of input on things that was happening in Boys in the Hood and stuff like that. And, like, it's just so cool. I don't know. I, I ugh, It sucks. Yeah. It's a loss. Rest in peace, man. We've been giving you guys quality content for about three years now, and we want to bring you even more. By subscribing to our Patreon, you'll have access to everything from full videos to spending a day with the gang and riding in a lowrider through the streets of L.A. Um, We got tiers for our listeners on a budget, and we got tiers for our big ballers, too, and everyone in between. And even if you don't care about the content and you just want to support us, we would appreciate that, too. So subscribe to us at patreon.com slash M-E-I-A podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash M-E-I-A podcast. Um, We have to go. So thank you to everybody that tuned in. M-E-I-A podcast at gmail.com if you want to holler at us. I think we got emails, but I'll just get to that another day. And subscribe to us on Patreon. Like I said, we have bonus clips that drop every week of cool host stories and just different things. Not necessarily always host stories because I'm I'm really a boring human being these days. But there's things to, to discuss. And, you know, again, Maddie Monroe songs on there that you might want to holla at. And we'll holla at y'all next week. Bye.